Welcome to another Hometime Show podcast. Uh, on today's episode, expect to hear stories of costumes. Yes, I'm dressing up. You'll hear more in a sec. Uh, the Tuesday Tombola uh, gets us talking about job interviews. Oh, spoiler. Uh, but I won't tell you any more about that because there's some great stories you're going to hear. And today's GoDaddy competition goes way longer than yesterday's. I've got a bit of a costume problem that I need some support with. Uh, it is my youngest son's fourth birthday party next month. It's going to be Paw Patrol themed. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, you may or may not be familiar with this show. Some hero dogs. They live in Adventure Bay. They've got a leader. He's called Ryder. They solve lots of problems. It's for toddlers, for preschoolers. It's not for adults. It's not for me. It was today suggested to me that I should dress up as one of the pups for Rocco's party. Now, here's the problem, right? Most of the costumes uh, for Paw Patrol, they're intended for toddlers because adults don't dress as, as dogs. I found one, an adult one. It's 30 quid online. It is, it is the most miserable sight I've ever seen. It is, it's, it's a grown man dressed as a Dalmatian firefighter. He's got a red fireman's helmet, he's got a red jacket, and then it's got, like, white arms and legs to make him look like a Dalmatian. And I'm meant to dress as this for two hours in the church hall. <laughs> it's just... How is this happening? It's filling me with horror. What did you have to dress up as that made you lose some dignity? I, I really need your support just as I, as I continue this search to at least find a cheaper costume. What were you wearing? Why? Where? Tell me about it. It'll at least make me feel better. Chris tweets, Dizzy the Dolphin in a former life as a holiday rep. Getting punched where you don't want to get punched by kids all the time. Full-on, all-inclusive Coke and Fanta Lemon. Fun times. Sharon has tweeted a picture of her husband dressed up as Eagle Piggle for their eldest daughter's first birthday party. I can't stop laughing at it on Twitter. We'll retweet it. The misery of the poor guy changing in a leather centre changing rooms with all these lockers in the background. <laughs> dressed as Eagle Piggle with his trainers on the PE-style benches. It is so good. Uh, Nick, what did you have a dress up as? My daughter asked me to dress up as the white rabbit from uh, Alice in Wonderland. For her 30th birthday party. Wait up, for her 30th? <laughs> yeah, she's absolutely Alice in Wonderland mad. Um, she's got tattoos and everything of Alice looking through the looking glass and white rabbit. Wow. Mad at her. Um, so she asked me if I'd dress up as the white rabbit. All right, so I'm going to ask a question. So how, how old would you have been for that 30th birthday party? I'm just trying to picture the white rabbit and what age you were, Nick. I was 56. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you look, be honest? <laughs> like the zombie rabbit from hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick, that's helping me. Thank you. You're welcome. You... I would have sent a photograph, but I'm not right good on phone. I'd have sent you a photograph. Hey, don't you worry. We've all got a picture of that zombie rabbit in our mind. We don't need it. We don't need a photo. <laughs> A daffodil for the Rugby World Cup in 2007, uh, says Nick. I'm not even Welsh, but it was on my holiday bingo card. At uh, the times that you had to dress up and you lost uh, a fair bit of dignity. I want to hear about them. Uh, Jamie uh, says, when I was backpacking in Australia, I ran out of money, so I had to dress up as a giant Ugg boot <laughs> and hand out leaflets for the Ugg shop. 
Sends no picture. Love to have seen that. Uh, Martin in Southampton, my three-year-old daughter at the time, painted my toenails as part of her beauty salon make-believe. I forgot all about it. I went to play football later that day. Caused quite a stir in the changing room before and after. I bet it did. Uh, Mark, what did you dress as? I auditioned for Wipeout, the programme. Oh, that's not been around for a while. I remember that. That was good. Yeah, it were. Um, I wore Mr Impossible outfit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to say the least, it was a bit tight. I got through the first round, and then I had to stand in front of the panel and tell them a little bit about, about myself, and um, I had to adjust myself. Oh my! Moment, yeah, yeah. They all, they all sort of like looked down in that direction. Anyway, I didn't get through to the next round after that. <laughs> just so that to think, it. just to think, if that if that Mister Impossible suit wasn't so tight, you could have taken on all those big red balls and won wipeout. <laughs> Too sorry, I could have done. <laughs> yeah, it would have been something else. <laughs> uh, Liam is apparently hanging on with a bit of very specific intel for me. Uh, Liam, what did you dress up as? Yeah, I was at my nephew's birthday party and I uh, got there. My brother-in-law said to me, you're dressing up as Chase. <laughs> so this is another member of the Paw Patrol, like what I've got to do. Yeah, it is. Uh, what was it like, as an adult, dressed as one of the pups? Uh, I couldn't see anything. He hired a suit, it was massive. So you couldn't see. It was all blocky. I had to be led to where I had to go. (laughs) How long are you in it? 20 minutes, half an hour. I was giving out all gift bags and everything. (laughs) And how many stones did you lose? Uh, Probably one. (laughs) It's worth it for that alone, really, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, mate. This is the show that has a radio station for every decade, and what we like to do is jump through time. Bush and Ritchie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. One of you could be winning £500 as we take you through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to win? Uh, Michael is waiting to be that person today. How are you, Michael? I'm fine, thanks for seeing yourself, mate. Uh, yeah, very good. Now, Michael, uh, as it turns out, uh, you are the second person to uh, have a repeated go at this. You've you've played before. You're not one of our winners, because uh, people no. have won twice. Where did you get stuck? I got stuck in the 60s. Michael, did you start in the 60s? I did, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Couldn't get it, oh. uh, Martin Luther King gave a speech. Okay, okay. Well, Michael, um, I really hope for better times today. Um, uh, Seven questions, one from each of our sister stations Absolute Radio 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, tens in the present day. 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven correct. You can't pass them when the time's up. The game ends. You know it makes sense. Uh, Where will you start this time round? Let's get up to 60s. Please. <laughs> you can go in the same place. OK, yes, Michael, I, I, I admire your courage. Let's hope for better things. Uh, good luck. Let's go through the decades. Through the decades. 60s, Blonde on Blonde is the seventh studio album by which American singer-songwriter? Debbie Hardy? No. Joan Jett? No. Blonde on Blonde. Frank Zappa, Bob Not Dylan. Bob Dylan, correct. You're free. 70s, who did Billie Jean King play in the match dubbed Battle of the Sexes? Mackerel? No. Yeah. 
Rod Laver. Rod Laver's a good guess is wrong. You're a loser, and you have lost. Michael, it was Bobby Riggs. Bobby Riggs, OK, fair enough, I've never even heard of him. Hey, look, Michael, the big thing about this is you're no longer trapped in the 1960s. I'm stuck in the 70s now. You, you are, <laughs> yeah, you don't need me to tell you that. But it's no, a, I'll get me players out. Hey, you're, it's an improvement. Um, the, when you come round to play this for the seventh time, you might win it. I might do yet, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael, good to talk to you again. Uh, no How winner today. Talking? We play again tomorrow. And if you can't wait until then, try the Through the Decades game on your Amazon smart speaker right now by saying, open the Through the Decades game. Through the Decades with Tesco Mobile. Right, every Tuesday, we spin... Our Tuesday Tombola. It's got inside 100 balls, labelled 1 to 100. Clever, eh? Corresponds to a list of topics that Bush and myself have set aside in a pub one day. Thinking, yeah, that'd be good to talk about. We've got no reason, though. The Tombola spits out a ball by random. Then, without any notice or prep, we have to talk about it. So it's time to spin. It's a bit of a... Lame spin by me, but my apologies. I'm on my own. Bush is off on paternity leave. I'm weak. Let's have a look. Here we go. Right, ball number 75. Job interviews. This should be good. Any story that the rest of the world needs to know about from you concerning a job interview. I mean, generally, they're going to be ones that have gone wrong in some way, shape or form. Or maybe there was some drama, but you still got the job car broke down on the way or something or other. I don't know, wardrobe malfunction. That comes to mind. If there's a story that we need to hear from you concerning the topic that is job interviews, now's the time. Carl says, I knew a chap that was once manager of a furniture shop. He had some trousers that became legendary as the interview trousers. I'm concerned. I'm not sure I need to know too much more about this. Nikki, tell us about yours. So basically, I did my general nurse training um, and I was placed on a children's ward for the last bit of my training. Mm-hmm. And the way they worked in those days is you just did a general application and you got interviewed for a role somewhere in the hospital. And so I thought, OK, I'll go along to this interview. I'll make sure that I take a clean uniform just in case. Of course. I need to change it. I uh, didn't think I needed to and I'd been working in the morning and so obviously on a children's ward you're spending time feeding breakfast to the children mm-hmm. and stuff and um, I was sat in my interview just sort of like answering all the questions and everything and I just reached up and touched my collar and there was like a great big smear of Weetabix <laughs> all over my <laughs> collar um, nobody said anything but I thought well at least they can see I work yes that's true um, so it didn't sort of like stop me getting the job but it was just like you know when you reach up and you touch something close? did you know immediately it was Weetabix there wasn't any sort of added horror of thinking what is that no I mean like Weetabix dry Weetabix has a sort of really significant feel doesn't yes, it yes it does yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it's lucky Weetabix for you, Nikki, in this case. Absolutely. Yeah, still sort of like nursing now. Nothing lost, really. It's fine. Brilliant. 8, 12, 15 for your text like this one. I had a job interview in the late 80s. Halfway through it, the interviewer went into the factory area and watched a stripogram for 10 minutes. 
Different times, everybody. Uh, which was for another member of staff who was leaving. I got the job. I think the interviewer was distracted by something else. Uh, Joe, tell us yours. I went for an interview at a well-known department store, which is no longer with us on Regent Street. Right. Um, and two pigeons were sh- on the windowsill. I'm not sure that. <laughs> we we have bleep technology. It will have got it. It's fine. Okay, so the two pigeons were busy on the windowsill. The lady, the lady interviewing me got the giggles and apologised. So we both went to have a look at the window, watched the pigeons doing what they were doing, carried on with the interview, and I got the job. So the le- <laughs> so so let's just picture the the geography of this. So <laughs> you're looking at your interviewer, but in the background behind you, she could see the randy pigeons. Yes, getting busy. She got the giggles and said, "I'm so sorry, I can't, I can't continue this interview at the moment. We've got to look out the window. There's two pigeons, and we both had a look." It was a bit weird. Didn't really know this lady. <laughs> it was an intimate moment with her. And then yeah. the next thing, <laughs> carried on with the interview. What an amazing icebreaker. I love that. Thank you. We've had so many tonight. Next waiting to tell theirs uh, is Kerry. Kerry, what happened? Well, basically, I was, I was going to the council. Um, I was being interviewed for a job to be an occupational um, practice manager. Right. So I arrived. I'd been on the bus for about four or five hours. Um, got off, went into reception and said, can I just quickly use the facilities before I went in? Mm-hmm. They said, yeah, no problem at all. Um, so went into the toilet. The toilet door was wide open. I went straight in, closed the door. When I came to open the door again, it had jammed. <laughs> so there I was waiting for this interview in these toilets. And then the I had the letter with me to invite me for interview. I had to ring HR in the building to come down and let me <laughs> out to the toilet. And it was only when I came out to the toilet, I realised there was a notice on the back of the door that said, this toilet is out of action, please do not use. Oh, Kerry, that's not good. <laughs> That's <laughs> not good. But it all it all ended well because they gave me the job. Oh wow! Okay, so it wasn't the interviewer then who came and let you out. It, it was one of the interviewing panel came down. Yeah, they they came down with one of the people from HR and the big set of screwdrivers. Oh, brilliant! You wonder when that kind of thing happens whether it's actually part of the whole sort of like interview oh. process and it's like a, a trap that's been set. Oh, honestly, I was mortified, absolutely mortified. But after I'd gone through that, I thought the interview was an absolute doddle. After that, it really was. Sold well, that ends well. Tuesday night's home time show and once again thanks to our friends at GoDaddy £2,000 to give away every single day this week hoping to get themselves the cash two players waiting uh, let's meet them on line one it's Andy how are you Andy? Hello there I'm fine thank you very much how is you? Yeah good thanks for asking and uh, your opponent tonight is uh, Mark on line two and how are you Mark? I'm fine thanks how are you? Good now fellas sit there and let me explain what's going to go on uh, in case you weren't aware GoDaddy uh, where business owners go to build a professional website attract customers sell products and services and manage their work and in this game we're going to be celebrating one of those business owners they are about to give you some clues and you'll have to guess what their company does to win the prize so have a listen closely uh, because earlier on I chatted to our second business owner uh, of the week and it's Jane, have a listen to this. So, Jane, please tell us, without giving it away, what your passion is. What is it you do? Some of the things that I make, that I craft, contain botanicals. Botanicals, okay, all right, yeah. 
Some of the ingredients are available in public houses and cafes. As in pubs? Yes. Whoa, right, OK. And finally, um, like a fine wine, what I craft improves with age. I did not know that. OK. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, right, Andy and Mark, your aim is to try and identify Jane's business. You'll each get five turns asking me a yes or no question to do so. So, for example, you could say, does Jane's business involve chocolate? I might say yes or no. Uh, you'll take it in turns to try and work out Jane's business. If you think you know the answer, you can guess on your next turn, OK? And if after five rounds, neither of you have correctly guessed Jane's business, we'll go to a tie-break around. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm looking for two yeses. Sorry? Does that that make sense? (laughs) I hope so. Right, uh, Andy, you're on line one, so you'll get the first uh, question, then I'll come to you, Mark. Uh, So let's go for this. Take it away, Andy. Your first question to me. Does Jane work in a team? She didn't imply that she did when I spoke to her, so I'm going to say no. Mark, your question. Does she have a shop? Does she have a shop? Yes. Uh, back with you, Andy. Can I make a guess? You can make a guess. This would be your question. Yes, go for it. Is she a florist? Is she a florist? No. Uh, Mark? Does the thing she make grow? No. Back to you, Andy. Can you eat it? <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't eat it. Back with you, Mark. Does she make things by hand? Yes, I think so, yes. Uh, back with you, Andy. Wine? Uh, no, yeah. she does not make wine. Uh, Mark, it's back with you. Could I have a guess? You can. Does she make furniture? No, she does not make furniture. Andy, back with you. Your final question. Can you drink? Can you drink it? No, you can't. Uh, Mark, your final question. Does she make beer? She does not make beer. So, neither of you correctly identified Jane's business, so I'm going to list some clues. The first person to correctly answer the clue is the winner. Your names are your buzzers, and the fastest to say their name, I will go for an answer, Okay. So if you think you know, just say your name, and then I will come to you and ask you for what your guess is, Okay. So here we go. Here's the first clue. Uh, It's to do with hygiene... It makes a nice Christmas or birthday gift. That would be your second clue. Andy. Andy, give me a guess. Is it those infusers where they put a liquid and sticks in those bowls of it's, it's not that, no. Here's another clue. Uh, EastEnders, Emmerdale and Coronation Street are all types Mark. of... Mark, what? Andy, soap. Mark, it is indeed soap. Jane makes soap. Mark, well done. You just won yourself £2,000. That took a while to get there. What are you going to do with £2,000? I'm starting out as a mechanic, so I'm going to spend it to buy tools. Good man. Hey, that that is in the spirit of what this is all about. So we know what she does now. Let's go to Jane and uh, tell us a bit more about your company, Jane. Yes, you guessed correctly. I have craft soap, artisan soap. The ingredients I named earlier is because I put beer and tea and botanicals in the soap to, wow. to colour them and to make them look slightly different to the norm. 
Certain properties in the beer add to the soap, make it more bubbly. Every soap is always different. You never know how it's going to turn out in terms of colour. I've currently got offers going on at the moment for listeners. All they need to go is to duorsoap.co.uk, spelled D-U-I-R, enter the code ABSOLUTE, as in Absolute Radio, and they will receive 20% off any of their purchases. Well, I might head on there myself and buy some beer soap. Thanks, Jane. <laughs> well done, Mark, for identifying the company, uh, Dior Soap. Uh, there are more chances to get involved and win £2,000 all week. Just head to absoluteradio.co.uk for more information on how you can win the £2,000. You can also find our terms and conditions there as well. All thanks to GoDaddy, providing all the help and tools you need to grow your business online. No technical skills needed. They've got you covered. 